The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. So, what are we drinking today? Well, it's Friday, mm. and on Fridays we drink perfect martinis. Yes. And today is that perfect martini day. It is a perfect day. It's an eight-to-one ratio for two drinks mm-hmm. of Tangeray Gin, and we're using a French vermouth. Yes. Because the dole it's funky. Because it's a little bit funky. But actually, what's really interesting about it is it still tastes pretty good. It tastes really good. Yeah. And then eight to 12 drops of orange bitters. Mm-hmm. I stir it slowly. In very the, slowly. Very I watch slowly. you count and stir it. Yeah. Very slowly in the ice. I let it sit for a bit and marry. Then mm. I grab an orange peel with a Y peeler. Mm-hmm. Squeeze it over the glass. Rub the rims. Cut that in half, twist, do my twist. What I notice is when I do the twist really tight and I give a little teeny tug, cool. just a little teeny yes. tug, it releases a lot of oils. It and does. then you drop that in and then it's you get extra. all that all that aroma. So it really is great. This is a perfect martini. It's and wonderful. I highly recommend it. Thank you. Yeah. The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA dot com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder dot app. Okay, so this is uh, Sleeping Beauty. The chapter is called The Castle and the Great Hall. And in this chapter, we get the arrival of Beauty to the Prince's Castle. And it's kind of interesting because there's a distinct difference between what it's like to be in the forest amongst the peasants. She comes out into the clearing and she sees the castle up in the hill. It's much bigger than her home. So she started to sort of begin to fantasize what that might be like. And then she realizes there's a horde of people coming toward her from the castle. And all those people are well-dressed lords and ladies. And so she's like suddenly beginning to have a little bit of anxiety about that because it's one thing to be 
examined by the people of the forest, but it's another thing to be examined by the people of the court. Yeah. So as they get closer, close to the drawbridge, and the people gather around, and she really begins to feel that embarrassment. And they get her into this great hall, and actually before they go across the threshold of the castle, Prince tells her to get her hands and knees and crawl into the castle. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it's already like a major humiliation moment for her. Yeah. Because she's crawling through people of her own class and she's aware of that. Yeah. Anyway, they get in the castle and she, Prince brings beauty to the queen to introduce her to the queen. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of lords and ladies and tables sort of peering at her. And she brings her to the queen and the queen takes a look at her and says, yes, I approve basically, and tells a lord to display her to the court. Right. So this tall elderly lord comes and gets her and walks her, you know, back with her hands above her head. And he's a bit stern with her. And he says, get on the table on your hands and knees. Before he actually takes off with her, he says to the queen, shall I gag her? And the queen says, no, 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 not, not yet. Anyway, he puts her on this table on her hands and knees and he puts a rest for her to lean on and he secures her ankles spread, leg spread on the table, secures her wrists, puts a chin rest on the table so she can rest her chin. So he, basically she's just laying there on display. She's prone basically? She's prone on her okay, tummy, yeah. yeah. Just laying there on display. Well, they put a board under her belly. Under her belly to support elevate her. elevate her off the table. Yeah, now she's like kneeling. And yeah. they put something on, on her for her just to rest on. Mm-hmm. And so she's basically just draped over this box on the table. Right. And she's secured on the table. And to help her hold her head up, they put a chinrest there. That right. lets her hold her head up. Right. Anyway, so what happens is she's feeling a little bit humiliated. The elderly man says to her, look, just sort of get used to this. You know, you don't want to fight it. I, I will definitely have to punish you if you talk. I'll put a gag in your mouth. Don't test the queen. It's not worth it. Yeah. Just get used to it. And so she's having a little bit emotional struggle with this. And then all of a sudden, the people of the court start coming up and grabbing on her and fingering her. And she's basically being groped by, yes. the, the whole court. by the whole court, sort of one after another. Yeah. And, you know, they're pinching her nipples and fingering her pussy and spreading her out. And, you know, even poking at her ass. And then she's just feeling like really sort of... Exposed. Exposed and, and sad for herself. And objectified. Very objectified. Very humiliating experience. And she looks up and she can see the prince watching and the prince talking to the queen. And then the gentleman says to her, look to the left. And she turns her head to the left and she sees something that sort of takes her breath away. And all of a sudden it's obscured and then she's sort of trying to process what she saw. And it's revealed that what she saw were a line of young ladies who were literally on their knees, hands behind their heads, just like she was, naked. Yes. And she's like, oh, well, maybe I'm not alone here. I thought I was alone. Right. She wasn't sure who they were yet. She didn't know. Yeah. But she, they were clearly young. They looked like her. Anyway, after a while of being... Well, then they have them, her look to the right. Yeah. So after a while of being touched and fingered and groped, he says to her, look to the other side. And then she looks to the other side, and what she sees there are a group of young men kneeling 
naked with their hands behind the head. Same way the women are. Same way the women are, but they all have erect cocks. So she's just like baffled and she's also like intrigued because they've got erect cocks and she's never seen so many erect cocks. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so she's like, oh, more eyes. Anyway, so what happens is she's not sure how it's going to play out. But then the lords, the, the princes and the princesses get up and they become servers because the lords and ladies all sat down to eat. And she smelled the food and they start to serve food. And the princes are pouring beverages and the princesses are moving food and plates around. And she sort of gets the idea that that's what's going on. Then one of the princes actually drops his jug and spills it. And he's immediately snatched up by three dressed pages. Pages, that's Yeah, right. and they grab him and they pick him upside, up, upside down. By so his he's, ankles. By his ankles. He's hanging in the air. He puts his hands behind his neck beautifully. And they get a paddle and they give him a beating. Right. And they they put him down and he runs over to the queen kisses and kisses her feet. her feet. And the queen sort of looks at him and then indicates to the page, not not enough, he needs more smacking. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the page puts the boy over his knee and continues with the paddle and thrashes him. Yeah. And, you know, Beauty's watching this and she's feeling kind of bad for the guy. And then... And they refer, the, the old man tells her what she's seen. Yeah, the old man's describing it to her. But who she's seen. Yeah, but if he's describing it to her and he says that the prince is himself the favorite of the, queen. of the queens. And you're the very first of the prince's slaves, basically. And so your the standards for you will be a pretty high standard. So right. you want to You want to pay attention to what's going on. Right, right. And... The boy is sent away by the queen after her, after his second beating, and then when he approaches Beauty, he is still erect. He's still got a heart on, and Beauty is just like intrigued by this kid, and she, she kind of feels bad for him, feels sorry for him. She sort of hates the page who spanked him, right. but she's kind of intrigued by this. And as he gets closer to her, he looks at her. And the chapter ends and says, and he smiled at her. Yes. And that's the chapter. Yeah. Okay, so, kind of interesting. A continuing fairy tale. Yes. <laughs> you know, for want of a better term. So, the entrance to the castle, I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, making her crawl in. It's very humiliating. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's an interesting aspect on humiliation because, you notice, she didn't feel humiliated with the peasants she's of a higher class than they are mm-hmm. but as soon as she gets around the lords and ladies and it's her class she feels very humiliated well I took that differently I think she was humiliated before uh-huh. but what she said was it wasn't as bad as this and what I took by that is I mean this is all new to her that everything that's happening is new Yeah. and so she's getting in tune with herself as an exhibitionist like certain things are not going to bother her on a certain level, and then there's going to be things that add humiliation or degradation to the picture, and that intensifies the exhibition. Does that make sense? It does. You know, I don't think she's contemplating humiliation from a sexual perspective. Right. That that this is like a kink of hers. I think she's being humiliated, and she's more humiliated than ever because the people who are ogling her and groping her 
the people of her own class. So she she feels she actually called it disgusting or, or revolting. Mm-hmm. You know, she used a word like that to describe the experience because it felt like such an invasion mm-hmm. for her. You know, right. it was an invasion right. <laughs> for sure, but she described it that way. Yeah, so I thought that humiliation of crawling into the castle was interesting. I found the interactions around putting her on display sort of consistent with the other, like the rest of the story. You know, it's a little bit unreal. Yeah. You know, there's an unreality to it. Yeah. I can see like the author who's writing about her own porn desires, yeah. fantasizing about this kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that. Right. I found the sequence of the story through the chapter of being in the great room, being the princess being spanked and so on and so on. I found all of that, you know, intriguing but in a fantasy kind of way. You know, it's, it doesn't seem like it's a it, it has reality in it. Right. You know, so first of all, like, how long can an individual maintain an erection? Right. right? To be able to walk around erect with an erection and kneel with an erection and serve people with an erection seems unlikely. Right, for like 20 guys to be able to do that. Just, just occurs to me. So there was a bit of an unreality to the chapter, but it continues to explore the idea of her abject slavery as a pleasure object, right, as a sex slave. And I think the thing that I'm objecting to more than anything is she's not really a participant in it. It's all just happening to her. Right. You know, where I'm looking for her to be explore what there is for her to discover, mm-hmm. but that's not what's happening. Right. It's probably happening at some level as we go through the book because she begins to accept her space and her role. Right. But so far, it's just happening to her. Right. Not a lot of consent in the conversation. Not, uh, I don't think any consent. No consent. It's a lot of direction and on it, appropriate behavior, you know, that kind of thing. And it's pretty abusive, really. Yeah, it is. Because she's a kid, you know. Yeah. Orders on something we wouldn't consider legal today. Right. Right. Be, be before the age of consent. Sex slave. Sex slave. That's all I got in this chapter. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers!